Hello and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies with your speaker, Chris McCann. If you'd like more information or to hear more studies, visit our website at www.ebiblefellowship.com. And now, with your evening Bible study, here's Chris McCann. Good evening and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Bible Study in the Book of Genesis. Tonight is study number six of Genesis chapter one. And we're going to read the first five verses. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, Let there be light. And there was light. And God saw the light, that it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness. And God called the light day, and the darkness he called night, and the evening and the morning were the first day. I'll stop reading there. Now, we've been discussing the first couple of verses, and uh, in our last study, the last couple of studies, we were looking at verse 2, and the statement, the earth was without form and void. Well, we should point out that God created the world. The Lord Jesus Christ created the world after predestinating a people to save and after taking the sins of all those that he determined to save, all of his elect people, and and bearing all of their sin and paying for them from the foundation of the world. That's what the Bible tells us that Jesus is the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world, according to Revelation 13, verse 8, and some other verses. And and that means that God's uh, salvation program was already mapped out, already developed. All the works of the Lord Jesus in atoning for the sins of, of each one that he chose to save, were already completed. They were finished. Hebrews 4 verse 3 tells us the works were finished from the foundation of the world. And then Christ rose from the dead from uh, making the payment for the sins of his people and, and the wages of sin is death. And so he died. He was slain as the lamb. And then he rose from the dead to be declared the Son of God, according to Romans chapter 1. And in Hebrews, in Hebrews 1, we, we read in the first couple of verses, God, who at sundry times and in divers manners spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets, hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds. By the Son, God created the worlds. And uh, and we won't turn there, but in Romans chapter 1, Jesus was declared to be the Son through the resurrection of the dead. And therefore, he had to die and rise from the dead and and at that point, God declares him to be the Son, and as the Son of God, he creates 
the world. Jesus speaks in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and and Jesus creates all things. He creates the universe. He creates the the heaven and the earth, and he creates the earth being without form and void, and he creates with darkness upon the face of the deep, and and then it says, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters, and it's important for us to consider, and that's why I, I just went through that uh, little review, that the Lord Jesus has already made payment for his people. God has worked out his salvation program. Now it's just a matter of um, history unfolding and God seeking out all those that he intended to save throughout the history of the world until the last one is found. And, and then he has, uh, accomplished the, the program of evangelization. And we know that God did that just before May 21, 2011. And then he shut the door of heaven. Well, now at the very beginning, God is creating. And yet in the original creation, he is able to picture salvation. Because God knows everything that will transpire, every event that will take place. He knows man will soon fall into sin and, and God will be, um, the savior. God will have salvation available immediately when Adam and Eve fall into sin and for every human being thereafter, uh, th- that is, a God's salvation program is already in effect. Of course, it'll only have application. The blood of Christ that can only be applied to those that were chosen, to those that Jesus actually died for from the foundation of the world. And this is the reason that Noah will find grace in the eyes of the Lord. It's already a past act. God has already accomplished it. The works are already finished and therefore available for uh, Abel or for Noah or for Abraham or any of the elect. And therefore, when God says the earth was without form and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and then he speaks of the Spirit of God moving upon the face of the waters and and then the statement is made, let there be light, and there was light. It is a, a early historical parable, the earliest of God's salvation program, that magnificent plan of God to bring the gospel, to save uh, these people that he has determined to save out of the world. And and darkness is the key. It's interesting that God first creates a world that is in darkness. And and that's because he has a plan to bring the light. And before God can bring his salvation, first there needed to be the fall into sin. You you don't save people uh, that that have not sinned. It it's only those that have 
uh, transgress the law of God that need a savior. So there must be darkness first. And the, the judgment of God upon sin is always darkness. Um, when Adam and Eve sin, they, uh, entered into spiritual darkness. They, they, uh, spiritually died. And when God brought judgment on the churches, he brought the churches into spiritual darkness. When God brought judgment on the world, he brought the world into spiritual darkness. Darkness is an indicator of the judgment of God upon sin. And all of mankind, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And and so we were in darkness. It says in Ephesians chapter 5, Ephesians 5, in verse 8, For ye were sometimes darkness, and the uh, word uh, sometimes would be better translated aforetime. For ye were aforetime darkness, but now are ye light in the Lord, walk as children of light. Now God isn't saying that ye were in darkness, but he's saying you were darkness, speaking to those that he has saved. You you were in the condition of darkness. And it's as though we who were unsaved and all of us were, were darkness itself due to our fallen state. And, and that's the idea in Genesis 1 verse 2. Darkness was upon the face of the deep as the deep is referring to the waters, and later will be um, formed into seas. And God in the Bible does typify mankind as seas, or as waters, and, and darkness was upon mankind. Darkness was our condition because of sin. We read in, Second Corinthians, Second Corinthians chapter four and verse six. This verse, which we can see as we read it, how it fits with Genesis one verse two. For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, hath shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Just as we read of the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And, and then God said, let there be light. And there was light that shined out of the darkness in the original creation. Mankind has fallen into sin. And God sent forth the Lord Jesus, the light, to shine out of the darkness of certain individuals' hearts who he had elected to save, and they began to uh, experience the light of the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. And and they were drawn from the darkness to the light, as it says in 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 9, But you're a chosen generation a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, that you should show forth the praises of him who has called you out 
of darkness into his marvelous light. And that is salvation. Salvation is coming from the darkness into the light. Remember how um, the Lord uh, moved the Apostle Paul in Acts 26. Let me turn over there. Acts 26. And here Paul is recounting his experience with Jesus on the road to Damascus. And in verse 15 it says, And I said, Who art thou, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. But rise and stand upon thy feet, for I have appeared unto thee for this purpose, to make thee a minister and a witness, both of these things which thou hast seen, and of those things in the which I will appear unto thee, delivering thee from the people and from the Gentiles, unto whom now I send thee, to open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light, and from the power of Satan unto God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith that is in me. So the the gospel was to turn the unsaved who are in spiritual darkness from darkness to the light. And when God would save a person, that individual would be translated out of the kingdom of darkness, the kingdom of this world of Satan, and into the kingdom of God's dear Son, into the light. The light would shine. That That's the wonderful um, picture that God uses concerning the coming of Christ. In Isaiah chapter 9, it says in verse 2, The people that walked in darkness have seen a great light. They that dwell in the land of the shadow of death, upon them hath the light shined. And that same language is picked up when Jesus appears in the New Testament. We we find that uh, it's quoted in Matthew, in Matthew chapter 4, and it says, beginning in verse uh, 15, the land of Zebulun and the land of Nephtalium, by the way of the sea beyond Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles, the people which sat in darkness saw great light, and to them which sat in the region and shadow of death, light is sprung up. And it's a clear reference to the Lord Jesus Christ, as uh, it, he's also referenced in Luke Chapter 1, verse 76 and following, And thou, child, shall be called the prophet of the highest. For thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people, by the remission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high hath visited us to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death to guide our feet into the way of peace. Christ came to give light, to be the light, according to John 1. And and uh, it's significant that John 1 
speaks of the creation in John 1, beginning in verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. So, very definitely, Christ is the light. And he he is the day of salvation. Uh, he uh, it, it is the shining forth of the gospel light that brings salvation to sinners or, or or did bring salvation to sinners in the day of salvation in the time period that God uh, selected to save and uh, we we find in Psalm 80 it says a few times, Psalm 80, verse 3 is, is one time it's stated here, Turn us again, O God, and cause thy face to shine, and we shall be saved. And also, verse 7, Turn us again, O God of hosts, and cause thy face to shine, and we shall be saved. And then verse 19, Turn us again, O Jehovah, God of hosts. Cause thy face to shine, and we shall be saved. The light brings salvation. And in this um, early declaration of God, in, in this earliest of um, times, because God has just spoken and just created the heaven and the earth, the earth is without form and void, and darkness is upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. That's how God would deliver salvation to those that, that he had uh, obligated himself to save through the Spirit, through the Word of God, as the Spirit would move in the scriptures and faith would come by the hearing of the word of God and and salvation would come. The light would come through the word of God. It would be, um, uh, it would be brought through the scriptures and God would then bless the scriptures to those that he had again uh, predestinated unto salvation and they would be in an instant at at the beck and call of God according to his perfect will in his timeline for that individual be translated and from one moment they would be dead the next alive one moment in darkness the next in the light and and that's what uh, verse 3 of Genesis 1 is um uh, pointing out and emphasizing, God said, let there be light, and there was light. Let there be a gospel. Let there be the possibility of forgiveness. Let there be grace and mercy. Let there be something that can penetrate this awful, terrible darkness that man has wrought, that 
man in his rebellion has uh, has brought to pass. Of course, God's judgment is the darkness, but it's all because of man. Man has sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, and and so the penalty of darkness of death has come. And and yet God is a gracious God. He's a good God. Uh, he's a merciful God. And and so from the foundation of the world, he mapped out a plan to save sinners, to save uh, people for himself, perhaps as many as 200 million, uh, which the Bible language will allow. And from the very beginning, it would be the purpose for this creation. God's uh, plan would be to save these people in, in the 13,000 plus years of history. And uh, then uh, there would be a time of judgment. And, and then he would turn his attention to eternity future. This is one of the more glorious statements in all the Bible. As we read, let there be light, and there was light. Thanks for joining us for eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies. You can hear these studies Monday through Friday over PalTalk, Skype, eBible Fellowship's webcast audio, or over your phone. For more information or to hear other studies, visit www.ebiblefellowship.com. Until our next study, may the Lord's perfect will be done.